episode 142, Josh Carter. You hustle for your last name and not for your first. And so that, that struck a chord with me because that is what I was doing. I just kind of like the way he said it. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, awakening moments, Yoda questions, and the alpha round to finish. Any men out there who are listening and are interested in the Awaken Your Alpha coaching program, Ultimatum, get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex drive, your confidence to benefit your life and the lives of those around you that are close to you, that are important to you, and just be working on a whole nother level. Just get in contact with me through Facebook, Adam Lewis Walker, message me, or Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. Get to the podcast! Okay, guys, so we have Josh Carter here today. We've got a brilliant one for you. Very healthy and fit guy today. He is the man. He's been featured on TV in Gym Rescue. He's, been, he's a speaker. He's a trainer. Been the featured speaker at the Fitness Business Summit, I think, almost every year apart from the first year it was held over in California. He's the creator of Carter Fitness. He runs his own gym. He's all about getting things done faster and more efficient than spending hours and hours in the gym. And he started personal training in 1995 in Santa Monica. He's quickly progressed. He had his own online supplement store. Then he opened his own gym in 2002 and expanded that to a second so, uh, location in 2006. And he's just been storming it. And so he started to get on TV more and more and more. We're just going to jump right in. So Josh, are you, firstly, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I am. Let's awaken an alpha. And thank you so much for having me, Adam. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for being on. So we just we were talking before the interview sort of about how to introduce you because obviously Someone might just come and say, oh, you're a personal trainer, but you obviously, you've been featured on national TV over in America. You help with not just the training side, but the business side. You've spoken about that. And that's the gym rescue as well is obviously helping people save their gym. So, I mean, you get up to all sorts. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything you'd like to add or just sum up about your introduction there? That, that, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, it's, it's, it started out as me being fat and then uh, I got in the gym and then it turns out I was pretty good at it. And, and <laughs> Friends asked me to train them, and then I thought, you know what, I'd like to get paid to do this, and so I got a job as a trainer, even though I didn't know what I was doing. And then I then I figured out what I was doing and figured out I didn't want to do it for somebody else, so I opened up. Uh, well, first I did the supplement store, which went pretty pretty good until I decided that uh, just wasn't where my passion was. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to have to chase down, uh, you know, the different supplement manufacturers and stuff and have people bicker at me say, oh, this site has it for fifty cents less. We match their price. It was just. Not where not where my where my heart was, and I really liked the um, really liked the training side. But the supplement business did well enough that I was able to purchase the gym. So I did that, and uh, and then from that point, I kind of figured out, you know, I had some you know rough points, and you know, I had some highs and lows and ups and downs, and and uh, kind of figured out what I was doing, figured out how to do the training model, figured out how to have more trainers work for me, and so I could work, you know, as the saying goes, work on my business, not in my business. Yeah. So I did that. Um, and now I'm, I'm taking it a step further and taking a lot of what I do for my own marketing and packaging that up for, for trainers so that they can, they can model the, the success that I've had uh, and, and, you know, they can certainly tweak it and make it, make it their own. And, uh, you know, more and more I'm liking the model of create something once and sell it a thousand times, you know, yeah. so I can create one, you know, one particular product and sell it across the board instead of, you know, having to sell um, necessarily memberships, I, although I still do that. But going forward, thinking long term, uh, that that's probably the direction I'm moving. 
Brilliant. Well, you've touched on your origin story then. Obviously, you saying you were sort of the outer shape guy. Um, where yeah. are you originally from? I know you're um, talking to us from um, California today. Is it whereabouts? Are you? You're in the valley somewhere, aren't you? Or- right now, uh, uh, yeah, Los Angeles area, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, I'm outside of a town called Calabasas, where um, it's pretty well known because that's kind of where the, the Kardashians live. I was live. just about to say, I almost I, didn't want to admit that I knew that. That's, that's <laughs> I thankfully have never run into them, but, uh, but that's, that's kind of where I am. So, I mean, uh, is that where you've always been? Where you- I started off, I was born and raised in Northern California in a town called Palo Alto, which is, uh, if you know where Stanford University is. Yeah, that's, I know that. That's Stanford is. So I grew up there and then came to UCLA for, for, uh, for college and got a degree in economics. And uh, So what did you want to be growing up then? Because obviously it's, it sounds like, you sort of you found personal training and fitness later on. Yeah, I did later in life. Growing up, it's it's funny, you know. Younger days, I wanted to be a you know an actor or a rock musician or something, and I, I dabbled in that a little bit, but uh, you know didn't quite have the the talent or the drive <laughs> that that would or the luck, I guess you might say, that was required. And um, so I was going to college and working on my degree, and I didn't know honestly didn't know what I wanted to get my degree in, and. Um, and at one point I sat down and was making a list. I was like, all right, what's the fastest way to be done with this? Just to get the degree and get out. <laughs> and, uh, economics degree uh, would take me one semester less than a psychology degree. So I, I did that. I was good at it. Just again, not where my passion was. Yeah. And it was when I was working on my degree that I took that job as a trainer and then figured out, yeah, this is, this is where it is. This is, this is the direction I want to go. I had figured that out, but I still thought I'm, I'm just going to finish out. that still going to get the degree. You know, I worked too hard to, to not get it, so I, I finished it out. And uh, but I, you know, I don't want nothing to do with economics, yeah. really. <laughs> so um, we talked about you've got quite a few different, few different uh, sort of balls on the on the go, and a few different avenues you're eventually. Yeah. What do you think you're best known for? Obviously, because you've been featured on TV as a body transformation expert. And uh, you know, it's funny. It depends on who you are and and how you know me. Locally, I'm known as a body transformation expert, the personal trainer that gets you know, people to drop 20 pounds in a couple of months or whatever. So locally, that's how I'm known. Um, and on the, uh, on, on the fitness business side, so trainers know me more as the guy who creates these email marketing promotions and Facebook, Facebook promotions and stuff. And, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I guess in the back of their minds, they probably knew that I obviously did fitness, yeah. but I think they were a little surprised last year when I, when I wrote a, a pretty comprehensive, not only email promotion, but I supplied the, the diet and uh, specifically the nutrition program to go along with the email promotion that yielded some amazing results. And I think they were a little, a little surprised that, that, uh, you know, I know what I was talking about there too. Well, <laughs> you, you can't, you can't create a transformation program without, uh, without some nutrition. Definitely. Obviously. So, <laughs> you know, my training clients have no clue that I, that I speak to, you know, six, 700 trainers at, at speaking events and design marketing programs and all that other stuff. I want, to, I want to talk to you about that. And so what, what do you think was like, it could be your awakening type moment? I know you obviously you were overweight and then you found that you was quite good at training and got and you had a passion for it. But then the, the up, the next level, obviously what made you get up and start speaking in front of six, 700 fitness professionals? What made you make that leap? And um, I've never necessarily, I've never had a problem speaking in front of, in front of crowds. I know some people are absolutely petrified. I mean, sure. I get butterflies or something when I get yeah. on stage, but generally speaking, I get up there and I'm fine. I've got a good presence. I have no problem, you know, talking on the fly. That's that's just not a problem. So um, uh, my good friend Bedros Kuling asked me to come on board and talk about some of the successes I had and some of the programs at, at different points on the Fitness Business Summit. So um, it just it it just blossomed from there. And then at one point, uh, 
I, I don't, I guess he asked me to be the MC of the event. So, so now I'm the MC every year. Oh, cool. So not only do I, you know, so I MC and speak pretty much at every, at every one of them. So I'm up on stage a lot and I've been at spoken at other events too, but, uh, but that's the big one I do. Perfect. I mean, we usually ask as well, what's a, an alpha quote or a success quote that you like to live your life by or something you just bring into all situations. Is there any ones that spring to mind as, uh, you know, I'm prone to uh, procrastination. Uh, one of the reasons why I I try to do the programs I do is I, I don't um, I like I like playing video games. I like hanging out with my kids. I like yeah. watching movies. I don't always necessarily want to be working, so I'm, a, I'm I don't I don't want to say lazy is necessarily the, the thing, but but I don't always want to be working. I do love what I do, and sometimes I'll you know lock myself in a room for twelve hours and, and, and knock stuff out. But that's so that I can have the next seventy two hours and do nothing. Yeah, right, work like a sprinter. <laughs> long periods of inactivity, uh, uh, productivity wise, and then uh, you know concentrated bouts of of dedicated activity. So, but the one thing that I found in the past couple years that that one of the things that I tell myself is no matter how lazy I want to be that day, I do something to make money every day. Mm. Every single day, I do something to make money. That could be as something as simple as a Facebook post. It could be something like, uh, you know, return a, a client call or call up an old client that, that's no longer coming with me. Or, uh, uh, you, know, you know, or it could be on the big days, you know, write full email campaigns for the, my next six-week body transformation program or, you know, uh, write a new nutrition program or create a new opt-in form and or you know whatever but every single day even if i'm on on vacation there's something i do that will in some way create revenue it doesn't necessarily need to be direct revenue i don't need to make the sale that day yeah as long as i know legitimately i put forth the effort to uh to increase my revenue long term then then i can take that box off uh and that that's one of the things that i found has really helped my success uh exponentially within the past couple of years so it's brilliant because like you said it doesn't have to be huge but it's the fact that you've committed to that every day and it's them small little changes and them habits daily that's going to make the big difference as opposed exactly. to sort of doing something huge and then leaving it for months definitely um so during this journey you mentioned bedros there i wondered along the journey was this a yoda question who helped awaken your alpha whether it was in fitness in business or just in life is there anyone who's been kind of a mentor? i think uh yeah don't tell him this, but yeah, Bedros is probably the biggest influence. <laughs> I don't want his head to get any bigger. Yeah, uh, yeah I, um, I, it, it's funny. Here's, here's the story on how I met him. It's kind of a fun story. I was working on um, an application for a handheld device, which uh, God, I, don't, I don't remember how long ago, 10, 12 years ago now, uh, maybe longer. It was a device called a Palm Pilot, and it was the precursor to iPhones and stuff. It was like a handheld little, little, um, little device that had yeah. scheduling apps and, and stuff like that. So I was working on an app that would let you take your workouts, like have your pre-done workouts and it had a built-in timer and you take that to the gym and work out. And so I had a development team, I had a programmer and, 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 a, and a, you know, a financial dude and, and I was the trainer guy and we were working on this stuff. And then there was an URSA conference in San Francisco that year, which is, um, you know, big, big fitness, big fitness conference, uh, like a trade show. Okay. And we decided, uh, my team and I, that we would go check it out. And so we're looking around and we come across this, this a booth where uh, somebody was doing exactly that. Had They had the app. And I was oh, like, <laughs> uh, 
And so what, and so it would happen to be, be Bedros. And so he had the app, it, it was much more fleshed out than ours was. They had an interface with all this other stuff. Um, he, he was a bizarre looking dude at the time, you know, his head shaved and Armenian and then, you know, just kind of big and stocky and, uh, and I just thought he was this guy with, what the hell. Uh, but I got, it. I like, all right, I'm going to keep tabs on this guy to make sure that, you know, if, if he's doing something I, w- I want to know about. It. So I got on his email list at that point and he was, to his credit, he was the, one of the first people I know of to actually start really collecting email addresses and marketing via email. So I was getting his marketing emails for a bit. And then at one point I got an email for his, um, of his book called The Art of Selling Fitness. And it was a, it was a physical book. And it was, I don't know, it was like two or 300 bucks for this book. And I remember he advertised it again and again. And I went, all right, this is bullshit. There's no way I'm paying $300 for a book from this bozo. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I don't recall the tragedy, but there was some, some I want to say it was a storm somewhere in some, some area in the U.S. and it had been, uh, been hit really hard. Mm-hmm. And the Red Cross was, was um, was, uh, you know, donate, taking donations and stuff. And so he sent an email said, Hey, I'm going to cut the price down to only $97 and I'm going to give all of it to the red cross to help this relief fund. And I was, I was going to donate anyway. And I thought, well, I guess this is a good time to see what this dude's up to and, and donate to red cross, which by the way is a wonderful marketing strategy just in and of itself. It's a, you know, giving away something to, to charity people, people love that. So he got me, I read the book. It was amazing. Uh, you know, open my eyes because I didn't know anything about marketing at the time. It had his, it, <laughs> dumbly, it had his, it had his phone number in the back of the book and it literally was like his cell phone number. Uh, <laughs> so I, I started calling him up and asking him things. And, um, and then we, and then, uh, you know, so it went from there. And then I think at that point he had his fitness business summit, which I, I, I had not met him. And then, and then I did meet him. And then, then it went on to understand that he knew what he was talking about. And I hired him as a coach. We sat in my, uh, I already had a gym at the time. And I've been kind of swindled by some other marketing deals. And so I had hired him when I was opening up my second location. I said, I'm, you know, you and me get locked in a room. Let's lock down everything. Let's lock down what my contracts are going to look like, how I pay my trainers, what my marketing looks like, everything, everything that I could possibly think of. So for three days straight, for about eight hours a day, we were locked in an office that, you know, it had, it had a desk and a computer and a lamp. And even it was just studs in the wall. It wasn't (laughs) even built yet. So we just locked ourselves in, in there, and little did I know that I was his first—I <laughs> was his first client. That son of a bitch was experimenting on me. Um, <laughs> so they must have been some of the, your like most productive three days ever. Yeah, and it was. So, you know, I told you I do those bouts of intense yeah. work. It's like you know, it was uh, it was super cheap at the time, based on building out the gym and everything. That was the last few bucks I had, and my wife was looking at me like, "You are crazy. This bald dude is looks like an idiot." Um, <laughs> I said, no, this is the way to do because because we need to make sure that we have all, everything done. So when I did my business plan at that point, I had uh, I can I can start making money at the six month point was my was my true objective. But through the marketing that he and I came up with and the sales tactics and the closing tactics, and um, I was able to do it in six weeks. And so that that was a big deal for me. We're going to go into the alpha round now. We'd look for any okay. tools, tricks, and resources that help you stay on the straight and narrow. I wondered, you, you mentioned obviously some resources there, some books. I wondered if there's a, an all-time favorite book. Honestly, one of the best things I ever did was, was marry, my, marry my wife. Uh, she, she keeps me in line. She is, I'm a big, big ideas guy. So, so the big grand plans to have everything done, I'm not about details. Mm. So on more than one occasion, uh, we've had the lights turned off at the gym because I just <laughs> forgot 
play the power button. I can relate to this sort of thing. Not, not necessarily because I didn't have the money, but because ah, I'll get to that later. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, you my know, wife is up. Me out. <laughs> and so I, uh, I passed all the detail work onto her. So without her um, handling the detail work, uh, my business would certainly not be where it is. Now, I'm not saying you need to necessarily go get married, but you need to find somebody <laughs> who complements your, uh, your skill set for sure. So I know what my skills are. And I, 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 even more importantly, I know what they're not. And I'm not about the details. I'm not necessarily about the, the dialed in analytics and stuff. And while I fully recognize the importance of those things, I also know, again, more importantly, I'm not the guy to do them. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a, a, actually one of Pedro's is saying is, is the 5%. You need to know what the 5% of the things in your business that, that only you can do and you need to dial that 5% in. So for, for me, that would be things like uh, writing email, copy, doing one-on-one -on -one consults with, with private clients. Um, for me, I do, the, my, I do my Facebook marketing, like creating the ads and stuff, because that is how our revenue is generated. But things like making sure the taxes gets paid and you know, the bills are paid and, and uh, you know, billing support questions for clients and stuff, I don't need to be doing that just the same way as I shouldn't be scrubbing my toilets either. It's, it's, I'm, you know, I'm perfectly capable of scrubbing a toilet. Yeah. But that's not, not a, a wise use of my time. So um, I, I, you need to find out what it, you know, and, and as time goes on, your 5% will decrease because in the beginning you might need to create your own websites and you might need to, you know, do, do all those, do all those things because you don't have anybody to, to hand them off to. But at some point you need to get an assistant or start outsourcing and make your 5% the dialed in stuff that only you can do so that you can specialize. Right? So I would have to say probably the book I go, uh, I go back to, there's, there's two that I go back to and I, I I'll be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a good reader. Uh, I, I read very slowly and um, that's a problem. So just cause I don't have a lot of time and I also don't have a lot of time where I can just sit down and do nothing. I tend to be doing things. Even when I'm doing nothing, I'm doing something. But um I listen to books on, on, on audio, audiobooks. Mm -hmm. uh, so the ones that I go back to and listen to the most frequently are The E-Myth and uh, Psycho-Cybernetics. Those are two that are just very well known and they kind of get, uh, get me pumped up and, and back into the, all right, let's get some shit done today. Yeah. Mode. So E-Myth, that's Michael Gerber, isn't it? I, I believe so. And what's the psycho Psycho-Cybernetics by uh, uh, Maltz. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his last name, uh, first name rather. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very powerful one about, about training your mind and kind of, if you believe in it, you can make it happen. And if you always cycle yourself in self doubt, then you'll make that happen too. But it goes, it goes significantly deeper than that, but it's a great way to kind of program yourself for success. And it's not too new aging and bullshitty, like staring at crystals, uh, you know, or whatever. Uh, if that's your thing, have at it. But for me, I need a little, my things need to be based a little bit more in reality. What do you think is one of your personal, almost daily alpha habits? I'm a, we're going to say training is kind of a given. You're, you run a, own a gym and obviously stay in shape. Yeah. Is, there, is there anything else or even specifics of what kind of training you do and how you apply things? What's an essential part of your day? Essential part of my day. Yeah, definitely the training. That is, that is my sanity. Um, yeah. you know, and sometimes uh, people around me don't quite get it. And uh, they say, can you do something? Say, no, I, I got to work out. Say, well, you work out all the time. Can't you just skip it? And it's like, uh, no, because, uh, you know, kind of like that. Uh, for me, everything unravels when you do. For yeah, me. That's, that's, that's literally my, my sanity. <laughs> the I don't let that out. I am not, a, I'm not as good a person as I would like to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
you know, so for um, a, a lot of a lot of things, I say, I, you know, there's that that meme I've seen on the internet. I can't. I have to go to work. I have to go work out. Um, so yeah, training is a big one, and it's you know, some people might meditate or or whatever. Well, that that is that is my meditation time. So there's that. The other thing I do, and this is this is going to sound kind of weird, is I love my kids, mm. and when I'm having a tough time, I or you know something's just struggling. I'm going, man, this shit is not working today, and it's, you know I'm not getting anything done. I take a breath and I picture my kids, my two boys. I got uh, um, my son uh, Nate is going to be nine in two days, and my son Gabriel is twelve, and so I picture them and I think this this is why I do what I do. I am here making making money so that, uh, and it's not it's not about the money, it's about the freedom that comes with the money. Well, the reason I do that is I focus on them so that I can, you know, kind of realize what my goals are and my goals are for them. I actually saw an interesting video on Facebook the other day, and I'll be honest, I don't know who the guy was, uh, some sort of rap mogul or something like that, but the guy was talking about the difference between being an employee, the mentality of being an employee and being a boss, and, and he was being interviewed on the radio. And he was arguing back and forth about, no, you are, you are the boss when you can just, you know, if your kid wants a job, you can hand him a job. If you can't just give him a job anytime you want, then you're an employee. And so one of the things he said at the end of the interview is you hustle for your last name and not for your first. So what that means is you work so that your kids can have everything they've ever wanted and, and you know, not, not, and not go without and uh, and so that that struck a chord with me because I think that, that is what I was doing. I just kind of like the way he said it. I love that. Yeah. Now, obviously, I I completely relate to that. I've got two boys, um, right. two and four. But I love the way it was said. Yeah, hustle for your last name. That's that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, I'll find I'll find the video. I'll forward it to you. It's, it's really powerful. Cool. Well, you've got a twelve year old then, so teenage years are coming, man. That could be interesting. <laughs> uh, you know the the what. The one thing I just thank God for every day is that I don't have girls because that oh, sounds like it, here, that here. would be terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I go pick up my son up from school and I see 12-year-old girls and what they're wearing. I'm like, oh, my God. If I was a father, I'd be out of my mind. <laughs> Man. So, you know, and I have, you know, I've got a lot a lot of the people I train here are parents and they tell me horror stories of, of girls. And uh, so from what, from what I gather, boys are harder – uh, in the younger years, but easier in the older years, and that in girls are, are quite the opposite. So, <laughs> thank Ooh. God. For oh man! Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's the complete blank around. So you just got to complete my sentence, finish the blank, and we'll find out a little bit more about you. So, oh boy, it's, it's not too bad. Your <laughs> your best friend would describe you as uh, loyal. I think is a good one. Okay. The last time you were drunk was. <laughs> I hate to I hate to admit how square I am. Never, I, I don't drink. Never have. Never. No, it's always an interesting question. Especially we've had nevers. We've had quite a few nevers. We've had quite a few yet, like years. <laughs> I'm drunk now. Yeah, we've we had one or two. Is like yesterday, and it's been like midweek. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's always an interesting question. Okay, um, your favorite movie of all time is. Ooh. Because yeah, I'm a movie fanatic, but if I had to dial it down to one, I'm as well. But I, I know mine. <laughs> you know, I, I. Or what's your favorite movie of all time today? Then that gives you a get-out clause. <laughs> Just what's what's coming into your head? Uh, I, I I always tend to skew towards Star Wars. You know, that's that was kind of the first movie that ever just really was was for me. I was you know, it's one of those things. I saw it over thirty times in the theater. 
um, when I was, I was five at the time when it came out. And it was, I think that probably had the biggest impact on me. Um, and beyond that, I, I skewed towards, um, I like, oddly enough, Western. So Tombstone and Unforgiven. I've got those posters hanging in my office. I love, love those. Uh, gangster ones, Godfather, um, you know, some classics. And then uh, uh, recently, um, uh, some of the some of the cooler superhero ones I've liked, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. You won't be able to see it if you listen to this on podcast, but he's sitting there with a nice Superman T-shirt on there. So that, that ties in well. <laughs> Looking good, man. So if we's ever, if anyone was ever to visit your hometown or near Calabasas... They Calabasas, should... right. It's Calabasas. Spanish for pumpkin. Oh, if they should ever visit pumpkin, they should. <laughs> oh, they should. Apart from avoiding the Kardashians then, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would say take a trip over the hill and, and end up in, uh, in the beach, Malibu. The, one of the nice things about where I live is there's a, a, a mountain in the way, but it's up and over the hill, and in 20, 30 minutes, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the beach in Malibu, and it's just it's freaking gorgeous. There's places to uh, – you can go into in the mountain area and, and hike around and have gorgeous views of, of all over California and then uh, – or down literally to the sand of the beach of Malibu, which is, which is fabulous. And, and the weather is quite frequently nice here as yeah. – <laughs> I know it's rumored that it's always perfect. It is not. It actually did rain last night, um, but uh, but generally, you know, there's not a bad day. There's not a bad day at the beach. So. Cool. Um, and you upset people by? <laughs> That's easy. Being honest, <laughs> I uh, I frequently put my foot in my mouth. I shouldn't say that as much as people will have you know said to me later. Oh, you know, you were you were rude, and I said, you mean when I told you the truth? <laughs> and and they're well, you could have phrased it differently. It's like I, I don't have time to sugarcoat shit. If you can't handle the truth, you need to be talking to somebody else. You know. So uh, I've uh, I've I've made my mother-in-law run from the room crying on multiple occasions, and uh, oh, and clients clients as well. When when clients come in and 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 say, oh, I'm not losing weight as fast as I want, and that's well, I, I know put the donut mind. down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so that's easy. We're pretty much starting to wrap things up now. I just wanted to know, who do you think I should uh, interview next or who do you recommend from your network who I should interview next or very soon? Badris is always a good catch, but that guy's unbelievably busy. Yeah, that's, um, that's the impression I get. <laughs> one, one, yeah, one guy in, uh, in Canada doing very well is Sean Francis. Um, he's a, he's a, a boot camp owner and uh, he's also a chiropractor, former, uh, former military man. Okay, cool. Uh, Jonas DeFez in um, has uh, he's a he's a trainer owns owns a boot camp and a CrossFit in um, New Orleans. Do you have someone not in the realm of fitness? Like, not in the realm of fitness. Your clients or former clients or friends it's from the area? Is anyone who springs to mind? Hey, um, don't have any friends. No, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because most of my friends, just as things happen, they, they tend to be in the, in the fitness business. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Sometimes I look at my news, you know, go into Facebook and look at my news feed. It's like, God damn it. Does everybody I know own a gym or work out? <laughs> All I see is these training shit. I'm like, God, somebody show me a cat or something. That's it's like, it's like you're in my head. That's the voice in my head. That's what I have to be like that. <laughs> so, Tell us about how, I mean, Jim Rescue, how did that come about and the sort of the TV work? Um, yeah. All right. So, that just because again, because people could have the stereotypical image of, oh, you're a sort of, you're in California or near Los Angeles, a trainer. Funny. So, in California, when you're, you're driving around, especially in Los Angeles, which is where I live, there's just a lot of filming that goes on. It's just, it, 
you just film here and, yeah. and you go, oh, damn it, they're filming there again. That you know, the first few times, like, oh, cool. Then it's like, ah, damn it, I got to drive around because they're blocking off the streets and stuff, right? I'll get casting, you know, call from casting companies just out of the blue. Hey, are you a trainer in Los Angeles? Yeah. Would you be interested in doing something? Uh, yeah. So, so that, actually, did you actively seek out the uh, the gym rescue thing? How did that come gym, about? Here's how gym rescue came about. It was a similar situation, but it happened at Pedro's. So the gym rescue it was looking for a, a guy who knows the fitness business to help, the, you know, the business, the, the, the gym owner yeah. renovate their, their business. And so they apparently just did a, did a Google search for fitness marketer or some, some such thing. And Bader's was at the top of the list, or at least he was the first one that answered the phone. Yeah. And, uh, or, you know, his assistant said, yeah, sure. So they called him up, they got him on board, did some consults or whatever. And then they said, all right, we need to bring in fitness experts you know, so he was behind the scenes and they, and they said to him, we need to have a fitness expert come in and teach these people how to train. And so given our relationship, he said, Hey, you want to do this? And I said, absolutely. Sounds like a great opportunity for me to get my mug. The reality was they put me up in the shittiest hotel in Florida ever. It was the worst time of year. It was a hundred degrees and a hundred percent humidity. They don't have the air conditioner on because it makes noise and they need to have the mics on. So it's over a hundred in this gym and you're just sweating <laughs> through your shirt and stuff. And, but, uh, so it was the experience itself and it's a lot of sit around and wait, you know, just no, yeah. sit there, don't do anything, you know, don't make any noise and don't do anything. I uh, just sit there and sweat and we'll call you when we're ready. So, uh, it was not a fun week. Uh, I only made a thousand, a thousand dollars is all they paid me. Um, but, uh, I got to uh, screenshot myself on TV looking like a badass. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as seen with Randy Couture, Randy Couture said. Oh, legend. Hey, well, that would be a good interview as well. Blimey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I know him. He and I are acquaintances, but it's not like a, not like a no. guy on my speed dial. But, he, you know, he said something about me being the fitness expert and stuff. So I can say, you know, quote that. Yeah. So, you know, it's that exposure of, of saying, getting to say I, as seen on TV. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. So that's how Gym Rescue happened. And then uh, since then, I've been called a couple times to do some, I did some behind the scenes consulting on another show a couple weeks ago. And then that same company uh, randomly called me and said, hey, can you interview for this other uh, project we're doing, which would help, which would be helping a person over the course of a couple months lose, lose weight so that they can enter the dating game is my understanding. Cool. Okay, yeah. brilliant. I suppose just in, in closing, it would be silly if I didn't ask. We've got a lot, obviously a lot of guys listening to this. Yeah. Obviously you do a lot of work training people and you're all about yeah. getting results fast what would be some key bits of advice for a guy who's looking to either get back in shape or get into shape uh a, a couple a couple things it comes down to um a lot of guy, guys particularly think that if they just start working out that's all they need to do and they don't they don't mess with their uh, they don't mess with their nutrition they don't modify it and basically the deal is is that the the body's hormones determine if you're gaining fat or losing fat if we're talking about you know Mm -hmm. dropping fast specifically and same for muscle building but uh and our hormones are primarily dictated by what we eat uh, especially when it comes to fat loss mm -hmm. so if you continue to eat you know too many carbohydrates or you know just garbage food then the hormonal response you get from training is going to be crap and you just certainly won't see any results you can't out train bad nutrition you just can't um so you need to clean up your nutrition first and then I shouldn't say first, in conjunction with yeah. training. Then, then the training becomes exponentially more effective. The more dialed in your diet is, the more effective your workouts become. So uh, that's one of the things you can't, can't do one without the other. I like the shorter and more intense workouts. Yeah. That big, big movements. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the deadlift and its variants. I stick with a lot of, 
The way I structure my stuff personally is I do a strength move, so like a deadlift or a push press mm -hmm. or um, you know definitely squats and its variations. Uh, so I'll do something like that, and then I'll do some sort of conditioning wad. So I'll spend 15, 20 minutes lifting relatively heavy with the, with a given the given move. Then I'll I'll take a few minutes and you know change you know if I have to change out of my lifter shoes or, or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll create some sort of circuit that is based on the movement of the day. So if I'm doing um, so if it's a deadlift day and I'm, and I'm deadlifting and I, and I work my way up and do whatever whatever it is I come up with that day five sets of five at whatever weight. Yeah. And then when I'm done with that, I'll say all right. So now we're going to do a conditioning wad, which will be uh, you know kettlebell swings. And then, uh, you know, ring rows and, and uh, you know, I don't know, box. I'm just throwing shit out. Yeah. Box, whatever. <laughs> so uh, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off for, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is. So I come up with some hard circuit that we do like that. Perfect. Okay. So big, big moves, complex movement patterns. I'm not, at least in, in, in my stage of development, I, I don't do any isolation stuff. No, you know? never. I I did, I, back, you know, way back when I did bicep curls, you know. <laughs> So but, I still uh, get people when I'm at the gym ask me, oh, what, what are you working out today? Like, as in like individual muscles. Yeah. And I'm just like, like pretty I, much like you, I'm just doing this. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. So my body funny. is what I'm working out today. If people ask me and I say, well, if, unless you're a bodybuilder on stage, you know, if, if you are great, then you probably need to be doing some curls. Yeah. But for the same token, you know, people ask how, how far do you run? It's like, well, I'm not doing a marathon anytime soon. So I got no business running a marathon. You got to tra train for your goal. And my goal is, is long-term long -term health and fitness. So I need to make sure I'm not doing crazy shit to injure myself either because I'm, you know, I'm 43 now and, uh, and you know, this is the only body I've got. So I don't want to blow anything out. What is the best way people can get in touch with you or find out more about Carter Fitness or anything you're up to? Uh, the best, I mean, you could always go on to carterfitness.com. Uh, that's, you know, my main, my main website. And I got a blog on there with fitness articles and stuff and my contact information is there. And then I, I am on Facebook daily. So if you want to get in touch with me ASAP or just see what I'm up to, go to facebook.com slash Carter Fitness. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to start your day. So I was just looking forward to talking to you. I hope this serves as a bit of a warm up for you. Oh, I, know, I, do have, I do have an interview today for another another TV gig, so. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute- It's not like I do that every day, just, just start it up. <laughs> it's just standard for an LA trainer. Yeah. You know how it is, more casting. <laughs> <laughs> cool well, cheers Josh it's been an absolute right. pleasure and this will be out next week next Monday I think everyone kick up the arse on a Monday morning absolutely coming. I'll definitely promote it cool cheers Josh alright talk to you later check out this fantastic podcast do the little guy a favour subscribe and review it'll help get him off my back Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaking Your Alpha. I really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaking Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaking Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I love to connect with you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. <laughs>